one of the weirdest weeks in football. I guess, I won't say weird, but you know, I just from the start at the one o'clock games on Sunday, I said this is gonna. I told one of my friends this is gonna be one of those weeks where the unexpected will happen, and a lot of it did happen uh, from the Sunday night game almost to the Monday night game. That was close, uh, and then. Unfortunately, the Sunday game of the week uh, at 4.30 was almost an upset. Welcome back, guys, to the final score. Uh, it is November the 10th, 2020. We will be uh, recapping week 9 of the NFL, and we'll do our preview of week 10. also talk about some, uh, some top news in the NFL. A lot going on right now. Can you believe we're almost finished? I mean, we're over halfway now. No. Yeah. But I will say, if you're listening this, to this on Wednesday, November 11th, happy Veterans Day. All yes, veterans yes. Day. We appreciate your service. My dad, I know your dad was too, Lynn. Uh, yep. And your nephew as well. Uh, is Open Army. Yeah, so uh, we yep. appreciate everybody's service and uh, appreciate what every what all the veterans gave up for us, the ones that aren't with us anymore. And the ones that are still here that put their lives on the line every day. Uh, over, whether it's overseas or, or, or over here with us. Uh, but, yeah, we appreciate the veterans for what they've done for this country to keep us able to do stuff like this. Two guys able to talk for an hour every week about, and people, some people listen. <laughs> Evidently somebody's listening. But, uh, yeah, you know, this was a strange, it just started off really strange. I, I was at work, so I was like, when I saw some of the, scores coming in starting up i was like yeah this is going to be one of those weeks where you the unexpected is going to happen and uh certainly some of it was unexpected so some close games some questionable calls and we'll talk a little i'll talk a little bit about that too um yeah i i was there's one call in particular and i'm not going to say it because i'm not a fan of that team but yeah, if you watch it, you'll see. Um, first, let's get to the news. COVID strikes again. Ugh. Steelers. Hey, there's a vaccine coming. Just hang in there. Well, yeah. Six months. How did we know that vaccine was coming after November? Anyway, um, <laughs> the Steelers have placed quarterback Ben Roethlisberger and three other Steeler players on the COVID-19 list. They announced on Tuesday. Uh, also joining Roethlisberger on the COVID-19 list were Jalen Samuels, Gerald Hawkins, and Vince Williams. Roethlisberger... But he still play Sunday. He yeah. received two negative tests. Yeah. Roethlisberger has reportedly been deemed a high-risk, high close contact, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Sidney Caller can't practice and has to isolate for five days. But he can play Sunday against the Bengals if he tests negative throughout the week. So, I, I think he's going to play because he's not positive. He's just in quarantine. Well, he's also look. You know, he's also dealing with injuries to both of his knees. You know, he was MCL sprain, right? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if they've come out and said it was MCL sprain, but you know, I don't know. I don't know what's what's going to happen here. Uh, also, Pittsburgh also played placed Vance McDonald on the COVID nineteen list Monday. 
Uh, I don't know if he, I, you know, they never really came out and said who was the uh, one that tested positive, if, if any of them. But not good with a team that's, that's playing uh, as well as they are right now, I guess you could say well enough to, to were they well enough to be undefeated? We'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, what do you think about this Tank McKinley with the Falcons? Have you heard anything about this guy? No, what did he do? Okay, uh, a few weeks ago, he's played in four games this year. He's, he's missed some games because of a, a groin injury. He's a former first-round pick in the 2017 draft. He recently said he asked for a trade the past two seasons, and then he takes it to Twitter to voice his displeasure with the Falcons' failure to find a trade partner at this year's deadline. After his public criticism, interim head coach Raheem Morris said the Falcons had to figure out if he could even be on his team. So guess what? Wow. They waived him today. Uh so somebody, Ooh. yeah, he was playing in the final year of his rookie contract. So they declined, they had already declined his fifth-year option. Fifth-year, okay. So, yeah, you know, that's what you're going to say. You know, sometimes it, it doesn't pay. And one thing, if I could tell all of these people, all these young guys out there on Twitter, you put everything on Twitter or you put everything on social media, it's there for good. I mean, you can take it out. Somebody, especially if you're a high-profile, like an NFL player, somebody's going to see it, and it's going to get out there if you make some kind of comment. So uh, keep your keep – your, sometimes you need to keep your uh, temper in check and keep your mouth shut or your fingers. Don't don't put everything you feel like on uh, social media. It's, it's not a good thing. That could – even with your job, like me and Lynn's job, if I put something on <laughs> Facebook or something like that that was controversial, I'm liable to get fired. Cause I'm, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I would be too, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually representing, every time you put it up there, you're kind of representing your, comp- your company or whoever you work, your employer. So, yeah, kind of tone it down on that. But uh, evidently, Bri- Odell Beckham... Had successful surgery on his torn knee ligament. Uh, has he played his last down as a Cleveland Brown? Probably so. I would think so. Uh, and now Jerry Jones has ruled out quarterback from the Cowboys draft plans. Dak is our quarterback. So, uh, well, you're going to have to to pay him. That's for sure. I guess that settles that, that they're going to pay, pay Dak. And, you know, with good reason, because the Cowboys have kind of struggled without uh, Dak in the lineup, of course. Kind of struggled? <laughs> I was being nice. I was being, hey, look, you know. But they played well this Sunday, though. They did play well. Is it, you know. is it Cooper Rush? No. no. Garrett Gilbert. Who is the other guy? Yeah. Garrett Gilbert. And you know what? They should start him again. I would start him till he... he didn't perform well. I'd give him the ball, but let's get right oh, into. Sure. Let's get right into week the Thursday nine. night. And I'm pulling it up now. Thursday night game, and you knew you kind of knew the Thursday night game was going to be what it was because 
San Francisco has been bit so many times by the injury bug. Uh, of course, Garoppolo's out, Kittle's out, several guys on the defense out, and Green Bay just really took advantage of it. I, I remember I came in after our ball game and turned it on, and I came in about the time, I think it was 7-3, to three, and Green Bay was threatening to score, and Really, it just looked like Aaron Rodgers was playing around with him. He did a, a fake, great fake, and then threw it in the end zone and just kind of laughed when when he threw the uh, pass in the end zone. And it ended up being what it was, a, a, a game that wasn't really as close. wasn't really as close as the score said because uh, 14 points by the 49ers in, in the third, in the fourth quarter, excuse me, that were kind of junk junk time and it was 34 to 3 then uh, it ends up being a 34-17 Green Bay win uh, is Devontae Adams the best receiver in football oh yeah for sure I mean 10 catches 173 yards with DK Metcalf DK Metcalf I mean Devontae Adams has got to be up there in the top three because every yeah. week he's putting up numbers and Metcalf is the only one that's close to him right now, I think. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers has a, a, a good game. Six incomplete passes, 305 yards, four TDs, no picks. The Packers go to 6-2. and two. 49ers fall to 4-5, and five, but did last in the NFC West. All right. Broncos and Falcons. What is is the Bron- This is two teams that are almost mirror images of each other. Or at least before Quinn was fired, we always talked about, especially last year, how the Falcons couldn't put two halves of football together. <laughs> and you look at the Broncos. Of course, everybody saw last week they came back from what. 24 to 3 down against the Chargers to win in the last yeah, second. The and Chargers it all, lose all the time. Yeah, and it was almost identical here. They're down 20 to 3 at halftime, 27 to 6 at the end of the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, things start heating up. They outscore them 21 to 7 in the fourth quarter, but it's too late. You know, it seems like they need to figure out how to play. A complete game, not just two halves. Twenty-four points in the second half, and but they still lose. Atlanta gets the win, thirty-four, twenty-seven. Um, <laughs> what can you say? Drew Locke, three hundred thirteen yards, two TDs, one pick. Matt Ryan, two hundred eighty-four yards, three TDs, one pick. Jerry Judy, the rookie, has a, a his kind of. He's looking good. He's looking good. Yeah, it looks like they've got some some stuff in place. Seven catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown, but uh, they fall short again. The Broncos go to three and five, third in the AFC West. The Falcons go to three and six, third in the NFC South. They're on a a hot streak here lately. They're better than three and six. I think they're better than three and six. Yeah, Falcons. But you know, what is it with these teams that just can't just can't play a complete game? I mean, it's it's just like well, the Falcons one year, the Broncos this year, 
uh, if the Broncos could figure out how, how to play, how to win a play a complete game, they might they might have a chance to do something. Seahawks versus the Bills. This oh kind of shocked me coming. here. I didn't see. This I coming. did not, and they jumped all over. Buffalo jumped all over Seattle from the start. Uh, of oh. course. Russell Wilson had four turnovers, right? Four turnovers. Two fumbles. Two, and two interceptions. And one of them he threw was in his his end zone. So that was should have mm. been... Points. Yeah, that should have been at least three points. But, you know, what about Josh Allen? Now, I've said for the last three weeks, there was no... In the games I saw Buffalo play in the last three weeks... Such as the Jets game and the Patriots game. There was no fire in their gut. There was no, like, let's go. You know, there should have been against the Patriots. You know, this is a team that you've been trying to beat for years and haven't had a chance to do it or come close and haven't done it. And you're playing them in your place and you you only 24-21. And the only reason... They won that game was because of a fumble by Cam Newton as they were driving down the field. So there was no fire there. But guess what? They had fire on Sunday. Josh Allen, unfortunately, uh, I think the night before, on Saturday, Josh Allen's grandmother passed away. So he was kind of playing with a heavy heart. And maybe that helped him play better because, man, 31 for 38, 415 yards passing, three TDs through the air. And he had one, also had a three-yard touchdown run on the ground. So four touchdowns. Buffalo smoked Seattle 44-31. to We knew Seattle was having problems on defense. But I did not see them giving up 44 points to Buffalo Bills. No. And, and, I, and it wasn't even close as the final score indicated either. No, because it was going to be in 10 points, right? Seattle scores 24 points in the second half to make it close. But, you know, it was 20 points. They also, uh, Buffalo scored 20 points in the second half. Buffalo put some, I mean, if they play like that, they will be dangerous. I mean, they play like that all year with that fire, they will be dangerous. You know, that's somebody you got to watch for now. If Buffalo may have got back on track this past Sunday from what we saw, uh, the struggles they had the last couple of weeks. But Buffalo goes to 7-2, and two, first in the All AFC. The the AFC East. On their way to win, it. Then Miami can do something. Seattle goes a six and two first in the NFC West. Yeah, you 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 know this is becoming a a two two team race. Uh, I'm thinking Patriots are out, and it's between Miami and Buffalo for the for the AFC East. I, I really think so. Oh yeah. It's not the Patriots or the Jets. All right, let's go to our next game: the Ravens versus the Colts. Man, and you talk about momentum shift. The Colts are dominating the Ravens in the first quarter. They get seven points on the board, moving down the field again. Then the Ravens force a fumble. Clark takes it back 65 yards for a touchdown for the Ravens. And then, then it seemed like the winds just went out of uh, the Colts' sails. Even though 
the Colts held them to the probably the worst offensive performance that Lamar Jackson and his team has had since he's been there on uh on this past Sunday. I'm looking at his stats. He only had 170 yards passing. He didn't throw a touchdown. Didn't throw an interception. He ran for one touchdown for nine yards, but he was yeah, he was held in check pretty much. Did you see though on the uh, on the fumble recovery by the Ravens? Did you see Philip Rivers? No, what did he do? Oh my gosh! Trying to back up and get in position, he tripped on his own feet, fell backwards, and then tried to throw his leg up in the air. Oh, he is old. Yeah, yeah, he's old, but he's uh, old. Not, you know, and I still think the Colts have a chance, but they, hmm. i got to talk about this. Phillip Rivers finishes 227 yards, no TDs, one interception. i got to talk about this. Marcus Peters and the interception should not have been an interception. They caught it on the field. Oh, yeah. They caught it on the field incomplete. Even even Harbaugh thought it was incomplete until a guy upstairs said, you might want to challenge it. Said he took three steps with the ball and then dropped it. Let me tell you guys something. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I know you're going to say, when I say one of these, you'll say, well, that's just because you're a Steelers fan. But after watching this play over and over again, if Dez didn't catch the ball and if Jesse James didn't score a touchdown against the Patriots, that wasn't a freaking interception. But, you know, the NFL changes their uh, definition of a catch week by week, catch by catch. But that was not a catch. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I don't get what the NFL... You're, you're so inconsistent with what you call a catch and what you don't. And and Phillip Rivers was pretty upset about it. He made his feelings known about it as well. But the Ravens get the win, unfortunately. Yes, I said it. 24-10. to 10. We're two games back, man. Right? Two games? Yeah, well, 6-2. I'm not worried about that. Um, right yeah. now, at least six and two, second in the AFC North. The Colts fall to five and three, second in the AFC South. You know, I'm not really. I, I won't say I won't worry about them when the time comes, but I'm not worried about. We we have to do what we have to do, whether they win or lose, or whatever. All right. You carry your own business, right? Yep. Panthers versus the Chiefs. This was a good game. Wow. This was a really good game. Christian McCaffrey comes back from being out with an ankle injury. Um, but, man, this was just a – and every time you thought – your Panthers jumped on them 14-3 to early. But, of course, Gold Jacket, Patrick Mahomes comes back. And just when you thought, well, every time it, – it seemed like every time the Chiefs would score and they'd get like maybe eight or nine points ahead, you're like, this is getting ready to – they're getting ready to pull away. But give the Panthers credit. Panthers did not give up. Teddy Bridgewater had a great game. I, I mean, I feel like 
McCaffrey had a good, decent game for he he kind of got banged up again. I think he might be he might be missing some time with a shoulder, shoulder injury. Shoulder, right? Yeah, I yeah. thought it, I honestly thought he had broke his collarbone. The way it was, the way it looked when the guy put him down, I thought he had broke his collarbone, but uh, evidently it's a shoulder injury. He could be missing some more time, unfortunately, for the Panthers. But Panthers could keep going back and forth and have a chance at the end on an onside kick, but fall a little short. As the Chiefs get the win, 33-31. Uh, Gold Jacket, 372 yards, four TDs, no picks. But Bridgewater right there with him, 310 yards, two TDs, no interceptions. It was just a, it was one. It was a very entertaining game. But you really going in this game, I didn't think the Panthers stood a chance at Kansas City. But man, that, and and even when it was, like I said, even when they got a couple of scores ahead. I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna cash in now. They're gonna pull away. Give the Panthers credit. Uh, it seems like uh, Panthers may be on the right track. They got some young guys on both sides of the ball that tried to build around. Uh, McCaffrey gets healthy. Maybe next year, you don't know what the Panthers might do. And they tried they're, to kick. They're trending up for sure. There was a. Up. They attempted a what, 67-yard field goal at the end. Yeah, they said it had the distance, but didn't it had the distance, but he he it went wide right. Yeah. So, you know that very easily could have been. But they also had a two point conversion. They could have got a two point conversion and tied it, but they yeah. didn't get that either. Yeah, but uh, Panthers very easily could have won that game on Sunday. They played right with the Chiefs, so watch out for the Carolina Panthers in the future. Texans versus Jaguars. I mean, uh, I don't know what to say about this game. This is one of those uh, I really don't care games, <laughs> unless I'm a <laughs> Texans or a Jaguars fan. And uh, yeah, just no you. There was conflicting reports coming out of of Houston on a quote that JJ Watt made, and I don't know if this is so or not. I don't know how, but there was a quote that that was going around social media. I'm not saying it was him. Not saying it was made up either. J.J. Watt said, I'm about through with this place. They don't know what they're doing around here. Pittsburgh, if you need me, give me a call. Something to that effect. Uh, Of course, Pittsburgh has his other two brothers are in Pittsburgh. J.J. Watt, Derek Watt. It would be something, but I don't think that's feasible. But do you think it's true, though? Do you think it's true? I don't think he would have come. Knowing, knowing J.J. Watt, or his, just his reputation over the years, how much he loves that city, I don't think he would do that. That's why I'm saying I'm not buying into it. it I don't, even if he felt that way, I don't think he would have come out on social media and said it. I think he's a class act, and uh, uh, you know, I don't think he would do that. But uh, what about Jake Luton? Rookie quarterback he has a pretty good game. I don't, you know, starting from Gardner Minshew, 304 yards, had a touchdown and an interception. But Deshaun Watson and, and the uh, Texans just too strong. They pull out a close one, 27-25 over the Jaguars. Jaguars are one and seven now. Texans go to two and six, third and fourth in the AFC South. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I really don't think 
I'm not saying I know J.J. Watt, but I just did his reputation. I wouldn't think he would say something like that. That's I just think me. he likes Houston. He's been there his whole career. Well, he's done a he lot of great things too. for that city, too. I mean. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Next. Detroit versus Minnesota. A, a NFC North matchup. Uh, Matthew Stafford made the start. Probably wishes he didn't because he took a shot. Uh, he's kind of banged up a little bit, which that's nothing unusual with Stafford. Stafford was kind of questionable because he was on the COVID reserve list. We talked about that last week. Uh, Lynn was making sure everybody knew that he wanted him to stay out at least two weeks. Uh, yeah, I week. want him to play next week. Yes, and I'm Tanking oh. for Fields. <laughs> fields? Yeah. So yeah. no Trevor no more. Trevor's going to the Jets. Well, we'll see. Uh, but Detroit. Minnesota got got that win last week, their first win in a while, and no no question about it, Dalvin Cook was the difference maker. As once again, he was the difference maker in this game. Probably the best running back. I, you know, Derrick Henry... Now I'm sort of. If you look at the last two weeks, you got to say Dalvin Cook's the best running back in football. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. 22 carries, 206 yards, a 9.4 yards per carry average, two TDs. And man, I mean, what can you say? The Vikings are on a roll now. Vikings go to three and five, third in the NFC North. They move up a spot as the Lions go to 3-5, and five, and they're fourth in the NFC North. Captain Kirk, three TDs, no picks. It's amazing what... It's amazing the difference the that... Yeah, the difference that a, a running back will make. And, you know, they didn't have a running game, and he was struggling. Now, it looks like Captain Kirk's back. So, and it looks like, the, you know, I don't want to say the defense is playing great, but, you know, they played well enough to win, I'll put it that way. Who is next? The Bears and the Titans. Tennessee, coming off a, what, two-game losing streak? Yeah, you knew they were going to lose three. No, you didn't figure they were. But, you know, this, is one of, this is one of those games where, you know, Tennessee Tennessee was up another game where they're up seventeen to nothing at in the third through three quarters. The Bears come by and make it respectable. They score seventeen points in the fourth quarter, but they give up a touchdown and uh a late actually the Bears pulled within seven after two they scored three touchdowns or two touchdowns and a field goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, to the Titans, one touchdown, but Titans pull out a close yeah. one. Not as close as the score was, but, you know, it seems like Nick Foles was trying to make some of that magic happen at the end and just come up short as the Titans get the win 24-17. to You going to say something? I said it wasn't as close as the score either. The no, Titans it wasn't. Was. It really wasn't because it was a blowout for a majority of the game, uh, but... Derrick Henry, 21 carries, 68 yards, no TDs. Kind of held in check this week. But uh, Tannehill makes up for 158 yards, two TDs, no picks. 
Foles has a decent game. He's throwing the ball a lot, though. 52 attempts, 36 completions, 335 yards, two TDs, no interceptions. He's better than Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't go with Trubisky over over Foles right now. You really can't. I don't care what they say. Rex Ryan, whatever. You know, There's a reason why you're not coaching right now. Let's see. Raiders versus the Chargers. You, I was interested to see this game because I was like, you know, did, are the Chargers going to get a big lead and then blow it? But they almost reversed what they've been doing, taking behind and coming back. Yeah, they they, they, they had the big. They lead. were they were, thought they had won the game, a, a touchdown at the end that was called a touchdown catch, right? on the field. It was called a touchdown on the field, but in the correct call was made as they reversed it. Uh, the guy, the ball actually hit the ground, but the Chargers come up short again. Thirty-one to twenty-six, Las Vegas Raiders get the win. Now Herbert, you can't blame. I just hope, and I think we talked about it last week. I just hope that the Chargers have learned from past mistakes and know they've got to put some weapons around Herbert. I uh, just on the offensive side, but they've got to just shore up the defense as well. Uh, Herbert, 326 yards, two TDs, no picks, but comes up short again. I mean, it's it's a shame that that they're coming up short. But Las Vegas is play is playing pretty good football right now. Uh, you have to watch for these. These guys are five and three. They're second in AFC West. They got that win a few weeks ago over the the Chiefs. The hand the Chiefs their only loss so far, but five and three, second in AFC West. Chargers fall to two and six, fourth in the AFC West. Derek Carr not playing bad right now. We, I mean, this was a guy that last year was getting booed off the field in Oakland, and now, I mean, he's got his team playing uh, pretty good. And looking at his stats, he's got 16 touchdown passes to only two interceptions. Yeah, like you said, there's a time where they booed him off the field and they made did. him cry. Yeah. But I and guess now, he's, now they love him. He's got a fresh start in uh, Las Vegas, so doesn't have to deal with that anymore. All right. Next up, man, what a back-and-forth game. I, and, you know, uh, this was an exciting game, and it's a shame that these guys, these two guys, won't get to play each other twice a year, every year, because it, it was electric. I mean, this is, I guess, this is the new breed of quarterbacks versus each other as the Dolphins take on the Cardinals. Dolphins, you know, are on a hot streak right now. Tua getting his second start against Kyler Murray, an old Alabama Oklahoma rivalry, but man, did they put on a show, Kyler Murray. What can you say about this guy? 283 yards, three TDs, no picks, and then rushed for over 100 yards. Tua, 248 yards, two TDs, no picks. But I will tell you what, if you watch the highlights, I don't know if people got to watch the game, but if you watch the highlights and you watch these two guys, I'm more impressed with them than I am Lamar Jackson. But the thing is, Tua has always had the talent. He's just injury prone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's good. 
but he's gonna get hurt. He's just gonna have so. to learn how to. Did you see the play where he felt pressure? I don't even think he knew where he was going. He turned, he almost turned right into a sack, then got away from that and and picked up a few yards. But it was impressive because he didn't know where he was at. He still he wheeled, had enough presence of mind, enough speed to wheel back around that to go to the opposite side of the field and pick up some yards. But man. What can you say? That's a great game, but it's a shame that they won't be playing this for what once every four years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's when we get traded. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't think that's going to happen. But the well, Lamar and Tua will play at least every two years. Yeah, yeah, but the Dolphins. Go to five and three with a thirty-four, thirty-one win over the Cardinals in a barn burner. Uh, Dolphins go to five and three. They're second in the AFC East. Cardinals follow to five and three, second in the NFC West. They could have made up some ground on the Seahawks. I know they hate that. All right, so let's talk about before we get to our games, our favorite games. Let's talk about Sunday night football. Did you see this coming? No. This is, I was crazy. But, you know, I was sitting there listening before the game, and rightfully so. But you talk about us putting the kiss of death on somebody. Chris Collinsworth <laughs> and Al Michaels put the kiss of death on Tampa on Bay's game? defense. Tampa Bay's defense would just well, talk about how fast the they were. The offense didn't show up either. Huh? The offense didn't show up either. No, I, but I'm saying all I was hearing – at the first part of the game was how how great the Tampa Bay linebackers were, how the defense was so, one of the best defenses in football, and then you f- proceed to be down at halftime, thirty-one to nothing. This was a butt whipping from the word go. I mean, it, it it just looked like New Orleans could do whatever they wanted to to them, whenever they wanted to. On both sides of the ball. When was the last time you heard this stat line from Tom Brady? Oh, God. If ever. 22 for 38. 209 yards. No TDs. Three picks. I don't think never. He can't see the archives. I don't, think, I don't think if he played peewee ball, he had a line like that. I'm yeah. not, and no, don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not saying Tom Brady's through. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, I don't remember ever seeing that. And, I mean, he just, what about Antonio Brown? No impact at all this week, which, of course. He got he got garbage time at the end, right? Well, he played at the first of the game. No, but he got, like, some uh, catches yeah, at the but, end. I will say this. I know Brady tried to go to him early in the game. He had to break it up. Then it, late in the game, it looked like they were not were not on the same page because he uh, he cut short. Or, I don't know if he cut it short or what, but there was definitely some miscommunication. He, he stopped, and then Brady ends up throwing an interception because of, cause he threw long. So... Yeah, they're definitely not on the same page yet. I'm looking to see. 
Let's see. One catch, 11 yards. That was it. So, not an impact right yet. But no. The Saints just roll, I mean, totally roll over. It never was in doubt. From, I mean, when they scored. And they swept Tampa, too. They yeah, they swept them. them. That's 2-0. Yep, that's 2-0. That's big there. Saints could get them 38-3. to One of the, if not the worst loss of Tom Brady's career right there. I don't remember them getting beat by 35 points, ever. Maybe his first year. No, not his first uh, year. I don't think yeah. so either. I don't think then either because don't you remember, they made the playoffs and they, they pretty much come back on a lot of people. So they weren't down. They were down a lot, but I don't think they ever got down 35. But, man, just when I say Bill Belichick can't – play without Brady and then Brady comes up and throws a stinker like this the kiss of death works again <laughs> alright let's get into Giants versus the Redskins Redskins so someone is cursed with the broken leg jeez tell me about it how bad was that two broken legs a couple years ago and this is a broken ankle dislocation sorry you can tell me Kyle Allen, Lynn texts me and said, gruesome leg injury. And I look on there and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so what's he's got a uh, broken bone in his, is it his ankle? His ankle is broken and dislocated. Yeah. So may not see him back with the Redskins. Um, no. Well, their quarterback for next year is not on the team. Yeah, I agree. So... Tell me this, Lynn. Alex Smith steps in the game, has three interceptions, throws for 325 yards, but he almost leads a comeback. Uh, a couple of a couple of those interceptions were in the fourth quarter on drives that could have tied the, the game. Two drives, he had two interceptions. Yeah, yeah. could have tied the game. Tell me this now. Rivera's already had announced that Alex Smith's the starter next week. Dwayne Haskins is his backup. Right. With Alex Smith, and no disrespect to Alex Smith, with his situation and with Dwayne Haskins sitting back there, the fact that they've got him as a backup tells you everything you need to know. Exactly. It's, it's something something personal has happened there. Uh, he said Good something thing. to the wrong person, something like that, because he is in the doghouse big time. If Alex Smith who is lucky to be walking, is starting over a young, young Dwayne Haskins, then something, is, something, is, yeah, something is wrong. Uh, yeah, the Redskins come up just a little short, uh, come back from 20 to 3 at the half and get within 3, but two late picks thrown by Alex Smith and, and pretty much Seals the deal is the Giants get to so win twenty three twenty. I'm pulling, I'm pulling for a three and thirteen year, without one win coming on Thanksgiving. Well, maybe you're right. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. And then, when we have the second pick in the draft, 
I would trade away this year's pick and next year's first round pick to move up one spot. They definitely Jets can get Fields, and we'll take uh, Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, Sunshine was out again this week and uh, caught up with Clemson this week. But, uh, you know, I'll say this and we we talk about It'll that. It'll be a rematch for ACC Championship. Yeah. I, and then people, people talk about Notre Dame who's really... <laughs> yeah, people talk about how Notre Dame got the win and no disrespect to Notre Dame. I, I pull for Notre Dame sometimes. But you won against... And nothing against that quarterback either, because the quarterback that took Lawrence. I think is, he's good. I think he's going to be a good one, but he's going to trouble Lawrence. Yeah, and then you had three defensive starters out. So yeah, I, I think uh, I think you you got yeah take the win, enjoy the win, but no, just no. You didn't beat them, and in this part of the game, I know, but you didn't beat them as uh as a whole, with all their weapons in there. So. Alright. Up next. Jeez. Pittsburgh and Dallas. What a rivalry that has been over the years, especially in the 70s. Uh, three. These these teams have matched up in the Super Bowl three times. Pittsburgh had two wins. The Cowboys had one because of Neil O'Dummel. Um, but, you know, going to this game, Pittsburgh is what? A two touchdown favorite. Yeah. And yeah, that didn't happen. Starting quarterback Garrett Gilbert for the Cowboys, and he pretty much at the first of the game had it going on. I mean, throws his first touchdown pass to C.D. Lamb, and before you know it, it's thirteen. Is it thirteen to nothing? Yeah, it was thirteen to nothing. And yeah, I'm like shaking my head, like what? But this is what I can't stand about the Steelers. I'm a diehard Steelers competition, right? They play down to their competition. And God, when they play the Redskins, I feel bad for you. It is sickening to think about to watch that game, but. Pittsburgh manages to come back. Roethlisberger ends up with a knee injury. And next thing you know, he's throwing the ball better than he was before that. I mean, he goes four for four to drive. The pump fake, I think he does that better than anybody in the league right now. Pump fake, and then the guy had a double move, and James Washington catches the pass in the back of the end zone to pull within, of course, what is with the onside kicks? I'm not onside kicks, but extra points. People are missing them a lot again. Uh, Boswell, he misses the extra point, but managed to get a franchise record 59-yard field goal, but right before the half under pressure. How do you do that? How do you miss that? start? He he missed the 53-yarder. Yeah, a but one of Cam Hayward. And are you kidding me? <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. That was it, the best uh, penalty ever is what they're telling them in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, it, it just worked out. But, you know, what can you say about Garrett Gilbert? This guy managed the game so well. Uh, had one interception at, near the end that probably he wished he had back. Uh, 
but heavy pressure coming from Pittsburgh, and then he just threw it, had to throw it up because he couldn't couldn't take a sack with Minka Fitzpatrick with another uh, interception. But the Steelers come back, score 17 points in the fourth quarter. Well, excuse me, not 17, 15 points in the fourth quarter because they missed an extra point or two in a two-point conversion. But they get the 24-19 win. Now, let me ask you this. There was – he missed the extra point. He had one blocked. I don't know if it's a field goal or an extra point, but it was blocked. And they seem to be having a lot of trouble – with the Cowboys in the middle, especially in the middle line, a guy was jumping over the long snapper and getting in there. Pittsburgh's got the lead, just stopped the Cowboys on fourth and whatever. So they get the ball back. They've got the lead, chance to run out the clock. You're in field goal range. Do you kick the field goal? How much are you up by? It was twenty four nineteen. You're up five. This will put you. This will put you up yes. eight points. Yes. Even yes. with everything I said about the field goal unit, the special teams units. Yeah. Okay. You just made a fifty nine yarder as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know if, if I understand the call. Uh, the play on fourth and one was stretch play to James Conner. That the Cowboys just ate up. You know, why not run a dive? Shortest you, distance. You could. I, mean, I understand. Usually, any other day in that situation, they would have gave the ball to Ben on a quarterback sneak. But since he's dealing with a hurt. knee injury, you don't want to do that. So, they give the ball back to the Cowboys and give Garrett Gilbert credit. He goes down the field, gets him within range, but for the second straight week, Minka Fitzpatrick breaks up a pass in the end zone as time expires, and the Steelers get the win 24-19 to remain unbeaten. 8-0. First in the AFC North, the Cowboys fall to 2-7, third in the AFC East. But I'm telling you, am I hearing right, or the rumors true, that they named Andy Dalton the start quarterback for this week? I have not heard that, but I can sure search. Why would you do that? Why would you do it? I would it? have the younger guy do it. I would have Garrett Gilbert playing quarterback until... So, yeah, Garrett Gilbert set to challenge Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton will be starting as soon as quarterback is healthy. I don't agree with that, call. I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you saw what... Andy Here it is, five hours ago, Dallas Cowboys to start Andy Dalton. You're right. I think that's a mistake. I really do. I think you know the Cowboys should uh, should start Gilbert until he shows them otherwise. But what do I know? I'm just sitting here talking to you guys. You're a football coach. I, I just he managed the game fine. He he almost pulled off a big upset, and you're gonna put him on the bench. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. 
yeah, uh, Pittsburgh ekes out a win. Uh, but you know, there's bigger issues in Pittsburgh right now with this COVID mess and what what's going to go on Sunday. Because I'm telling you, if Mason Rudolph is starting, it's going to be difficult. Well, I can't wait to hear y'all play when we start doing picks. The well, listen, but we haven't we haven't done the Monday night game though. Listen, the first the first thing I thought of. When Roethlisberger ran, went back to the locker room before the half, limping, I was just saying, is Josh Dobbs dressed out? Oh, and God. he was not dressed out. So, uh, yeah. Monday night football, the Patriots versus the Jets. Jets still have out won a game. And, unfortunately... After last night, they still have not won a game. They're 0-9 after a 30-27 to loss to the Patriots. And these guys were up 20-10. to Looking good for them. Jets just find a way to lose. Flacco, Joe Flacco starting. Didn't have a bad game. 262 yards, three yeah, TDs, one pick. Turned. He threw a bad interception in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He also threw a 50-yard touchdown pass in the second quarter. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Flacco gives him a better chance to win than Darnold does. I mean, that's crazy. But uh, Cam, to quote after the game, was, I just got tired of, sucking at football. Well, you weren't that great what? last night. I mean, you pulled it out, but it wasn't exactly, you know, you're playing an over 9 Yeah, luckily you're playing the Jets. Yeah, you're lucky. But the Patriots go to 3-5. and five. Third in the AFC East. The Jets fall to over 9 Fourth in the AFC East. So, uh, yeah, a weird week for football. But, you know, that, that happens sometimes. And this is the middle middle part of the season. And you're getting people that are kind of getting kind of loopy, I guess. But let's go to week 10. Thursday night game. I'm not picking. This is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night game, Colts versus Titans. The AFC South matchup for first place, pretty much. Where is it? It's at Tennessee. We I'm gonna Tennessee go. I'm gonna go Colts. Tennessee. Okay. They got Derrick Henry, don't they? Yeah, but they're gonna win. Derrick Henry, feed him. The Colts. Ball. Colts have a great defense. Colts shut down the offense for the for the Ravens. So we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Ravens and the Patriots at New England. Uh, oh God, the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens win that. You hate both of those teams. Yes. Buccaneers and Panthers at Carolina. Ooh. I'm going to go Carolina with upset. I'm going to say Buccaneers because I think they got to be mad from last week. Texans versus the Browns. The Browns will somehow eke it out. Even though Baker Mayfield's on COVID. I'm going to say Houston. I'm going to pick a lot against the grain today. All right, Redskins versus Lions. Lions. I'm going Redskins. 
Eagles versus Giants. I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Giants. Here. I, don't Giants. Think, I don't think paper MVP is going to pull it out this time. Uh, he sucks. They're talking about like benching his butt. Jacksonville <laughs> versus Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Minshew comes back. <laughs> Chargers versus Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins. I think Kill can do it. Bills and Cardinals. Ooh. At Arizona. Good game. I'm going to take Arizona and upset. I'm going Buffalo. Bengals and Steelers. You know I'm going to pick the Steelers. Oh, my God. Steelers are going to kill Burrow and the Bengals. The Bungles. Broncos and Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, I go Raiders. Seahawks and Rams. I'm going to go Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. They're going to be mad. 49ers and Saints. <laughs> Saints. Got to be Saints. Unless they just go brain dead. And what a stinker on Monday night. Vikings versus Bears. Uh, I think the Vikings will win. Last night. Last night was worse. Over and eight and two and six or something. Yeah. Um, I know the Bears are Vikings. Like the Bears. We see a lot of like opposites. A lot of opposites here. A lot of opposites. That means one of us is right on every game. <laughs> yep. There's a chance. So next week we'll talk a little. Well, we'll do our recap and we'll do our predictions. Whatever NFL news is going to hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be something good next week. Well, hopefully Roethlisberger's not sick and he can play. Yeah, hopefully. I want to uh, mention this, and if you're out there listening, you, uh, Lynn knows. I don't know if you guys know. I'm a, I'm a football coach. I've been coaching at my alma mater for the last 11 years between varsity and JV. I'm actually the head JV coach. We are playing this Friday night for the state championship on our field. First time a state championship game has been played on Northeast Academy's field. And I uh, hope you guys will, will will try to pull us through Friday night. Who are you night, playing? We're playing Wayne Christian out of Goldsboro, a team we beat early in the year. Uh, Twelve to eight. Go it Eagles! Was, it was a close game. Um, that was last week, wasn't it? Week four last. So yeah, we're familiar. Yeah, I saw a couple of highlights. We're familiar. Ninety-yard run. <laughs> well, that was last week. Last week was a ninety-yard run. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we we've we've worked hard. These guys, uh, my freshmen. Uh, I remember the first year I coached them. They were in seventh grade, and we had nine players. And uh, we got our, an eight-man team. Yeah, on an eight-man team, and we got our heads kicked in about every game. And uh, yeah, this this is makes it worse. Experience, exactly. They build and, experience, and, and they've and now they're together. Mm-hmm. They sat together, yeah. and uh, hopefully they can pull it out. You know, I'll be happy. I want that. Want it. I want it so bad for them to win, so they can they can say they've done something 
no other team has done out there at Northeast and win a state championship on their own field. Uh, but it, it's hopefully hopefully it's going to work out. Just I'll be watching through the Facebook updates. Yeah, just reading up here on uh, on uh, the internet. Belichick resigning from the Jets is one of the greatest moments of my career. This is a guy's won what <laughs> six Super Bowls. <laughs> Yeah. What kind of shot do you think was taken there? Oh my God! That's, that's, I guess earlier to Bush League, man. But Bush League. It seems like more shots coming out every week. Yeah, but the Jets are down. Yeah, I they mean, really. I'm looking to see another another fo- college football game postponed. Texas A&M and Tennessee becomes the third postponed SEC game this week. Which game was that? LSU? Tennessee? No. No. Texas A&M and Tennessee. What are the other two postponed? Uh, it's probably LSU, I think. I think LSU. Alabama LSU postponed. Yeah. I suck. So, so LSU's not that good this year. Yeah, they're probably LSU's they gave probably saying they thank had you. Last year. Yeah, he's probably saying thank you. Duke will begin their basketball season without spectators. Now, as as weird as it is to watch NFL football with <laughs> no spectators or or minimum spectators, but you can't tell because it's zoomed in. No, you can't. But football's zoomed in. Basketball's not. How weird will it be that Duke is playing in Cameron Indoor Stadiums and there's no Cameron Crazies there? I think it'd be awesome. That's going to be weird. Yeah, but I'm biased. I think it'd be awesome. Well, I mean, I am too, but it's just going to be weird to see. It don't, it don't even. This is just tells you how bad 2020 has been. When I am thinking it's weird and it's sad that Duke won't be able to have the camera crazies there. It's, it is. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that, but that's crazy. All right. That's 2020. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> and look, let me tell you this, too. And we'll talk about this in, uh, we'll talk about this on the On The Fly podcast. This is going to be one of my topics. 2020, the year's bad. But have you listened to Bon Jovi's album 2020? No, I have not. When did it come out? Uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, 2020. Yeah, it came out <laughs> 2020. It was a few weeks ago. I didn't even know he had a new one. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm telling you. on Apple Music right now. Yeah, I'm telling you this. Not, not, it's just not Bon Jovi-like. Oh, you're saying it's not, I thought you were going to say it was good. No. But you're saying it's, it's, it's a myth. I, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about, uh, comparing 86 Bon Jovi to 2020 Bon Jovi. This is this is a a, a group. Yeah, you okay. can't, you know, if you want to be political, that's fine. But Bon Jovi can't be a political band. That would be like Kiss. Kiss is not going to sing about uh, politics. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the names here. American Reckoning, 
mother yeah. with a flag, brothers in arms, and there's, I can just tell by the names of them. Yeah, it's a very political, and and that's just not what. But, but what? Not what he's made up. But ACDC's new album is coming out this week. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that, and I've heard the second second uh, single from that album, and. It, I've only heard the first. I'm looking to see the second. ACDC What's the is. Second one? I don't. They they've they've got a. I don't know if they've released it. Or they, they've got clip a clip of it, but oh, okay. ACDC is. You know, it sounds very. That's that's a, that's like if you you don't think you will hear ACDC singing about politics. Bon Jovi. Well, they're did, Australian too. So. Yeah, but I mean, still, Bon Jovi did not get their success from thinking about politics. And I know, well, you people change and all this stuff. Well, guess what? This is not a good change for Bon Jovi. I'm serious. We'll get into that more on on the other podcast. I'm trying to get this other podcast on the fly to, to be a weekly, another weekly show. Now that coaching football will be over, uh, I'll have more time to do that. But come up with some topics to talk about, like, um, talk about a retro, like, like toys from from the past or a TV show from the past. Every week, try to talk about something like that or, or what's going on in the news. For, and another thing we have to talk about before we go, and I know we're rambling on, uh, we want to send out our condolences, of course, uh, to the family of the late, great Alex Trebek, longtime host of Jeopardy, who, was, who fought such a great battle can't uh, with his cancer and uh, unfortunately succumbed to that earlier this week. I think that was Sunday, early Sunday morning. Matt, do, does Jeopardy go on without Alex Trebek? Yes, he wanted it to go on. Well, you know that would be the only and reason. Ken Jennings, Ken Jennings is the proposed person. Remember Ken Jennings? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was brought on as a producer earlier this year, and he thought it was a way to get him closer to Alex Trebek and take over. Well, I will tell you this: it won't be the same to me. But if Mm -hmm. that would be the only reason I would want it to go on, because he would want it to go on. I mean, uh, you know, that's and how ironic is it? Sean Connery and Alex Trebek die within two weeks of each other. As they were so intertwined in the Saturday Night Live Jeopardy skits, have you ever seen those? Yeah, I have. yeah, yeah. How ironic is it that yeah. they both passed away within a? Well, we're actually within almost a week of each other. Eight days. Sean Connery was really old, though. Yeah, Sean Connery well, was in his nineties. Well, Alex Trebek Alex was eighty. Eighty? Yeah. Yeah, I guess eighty's old, but then. You know, the older we get, the older it doesn't seem, though. No, it doesn't. No. Anyway, so I had to do that. I'm glad you said we we talked about that because I I wanted to get that out. But uh, anyway, we will be back next week. we got some more stuff coming up on uh, on the fly. And, of course, we'll be here every week on the Final Score. Lynn, uh, as always, enjoyed it. And uh, take care of yourself. And we will see you next week on the Final Score.